Peter chapter 2, please. 1 Peter chapter 2. Good to have Brother Thornton back. But uh, I think some of the others were too. They just, they just put some plugs in their ears and bared with me, but uh, I'm just kidding. I do enjoy getting the lead every now and again, but uh, sometimes it, uh, it, it strains you a little bit more. By the time you get to preaching, you're like, turn your Bibles, you know. So, um, but uh, boy, you guys are a rough crowd tonight. I guess I, I'm, I'm joking with you here. So uh, at, least, at least fake laugh at the very least. But First um, Peter chapter 2, and we're look together in verse number 1 tonight. The Word of God says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile, and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby, if so be that ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Jesus Christ." Uh, we often say when we're learning something that we're making progress, and this very passage of Scripture is speaking along those very lines of making progress within our Christian lives. Verse number two, a very familiar verse, but the Word of God tells us why, uh, that how are we to desire the Word of God as newborn babes, and what does it do that ye may grow thereby? That ye may grow thereby. Uh, this is not meant this evening to be anything of an intellectual challenge tonight. Uh, in any fashion, uh, but the, the, the question I would have for you is, are you growing? Are you growing? Uh, some Christians are content with their level of growth in their Christian life and content with where they are right now, uh, content where, with where they have been for many years, and they're not growing. There's no progress being made in their Christian life. Uh, where does that progress come from? Well, we see these things that really should be daily things that take place within our life in this book of Second Peter. And he begins by first speaking of that which we are to, to depart from, that specifically being sin. We are to daily depart from sin. How do we daily grow in Christ? How do we grow in Christ? Well, it begins by a daily choice of departing from sin. And he specifies upon these sins because it is these very things that can cause the Christian to stunt their growth that can cause a Christian to stop growing. The Bible speaks of that first thing, wrath. A growing Christian does not have an uncontrolled anger. Uh, the Bible speaks of Christ having a righteous anger, one that is under control. Uh, God, uh, God himself displays anger. Anger is not sinful unless it is uncontrolled. Uh, anger is appropriate and is a very proper emotion that God has given to mankind to display in an appropriate way and in fashion. But our sin nature has caused our very way of displaying anger to be uncontrollable. We're talking about the very sense of uh, that which we're, we're pushing things, we're shoving things, we're slamming things, we're yelling at, uh, at others or uh, yelling at our spouse in some cases. And, and our, our anger, our wrath is uncontrolled. It's not a, a, a wrath under control. It is an individual, as I've heard uh, my pastor in Texas often say, that is short-fused. Uh, when something doesn't happen their way, they so easily explode. You know, I'm just so frustrated. And I can struggle with that myself, I know, as, as a, uh, and I think some of it is just as much guilty of me being a man as anything. You know, I have my ego I have to keep for myself. And come on, men, we're all there, right? 
And uh, if something doesn't happen our way, boy, we got to just show that we're just not happy. And, uh, uh, but daily growth in Christ cannot continue when there is wrath. Number two, the Bible speaks of hypocrisies, or we could describe it this way, an inconsistent walk. A growing Christian does not have two different personalities. They don't, they're not trying and seeking to live two different lifestyles. The person whom they are behind the scenes, they are with their family, or they are uh, in front of others uh, within public, is the same person they are before God. They are genuine in their very person. Matthew 23, verse 27, the word of God says, For your like unto whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of what? Dead man's bones. And how true it is that as Christians we can speak all the right lingo, we can prepare ourselves to say all the right things, we can pray all the right prayers, and uh, we know exactly how to get someone to say amen, how to get someone to smile, how to, how to greet someone the appropriate way, uh, but yet all the while in our Christian life not making any progress because we're being inconsistent in our walk. The very person we are alone behind the screen, the television screen, the computer screen, the person we are alone uh, in, in our room alone, or sometimes, in some cases at work and with no other uh, Christian friends or, or Christian family, uh, church family members around, uh, we're a whole other person. Does your walk, uh, walk does your, is your walk parallel with your relationship with Christ? Is your outward walk parallel with your relationship with Christ? Who you are before God is the same person you are in front of others. A cho choice to daily depart from sin is, is to say, I'm not going to have uncontrolled wrath. I'm not going to have an inconsistent walk. Number three, he speaks along these lines of covetousness or envies. We just talked about this this past week, but any material possessions that, any, uh, that anyone has or anything that we can have that comes before Christ or that we desire before God himself and uh, understand that it is all things that have been given to us by God. So when we look at something and desire to have it for ourselves, even though God has not given it to us, we in of ourselves have stunted our very progress in our Christian life. We're no longer uh, allowing ourselves to be as a newborn babe. There's a very reason why that he begins by saying the wherefore, laying aside these things. It's as a uh, conclusion to all that he's just said in the beginning chapter, chapter 1. Because with all this understanding, therefore or wherefore, lay aside these things so that you can be as newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word. In this area of covetousness, Hebrews 13, verse 5, let your conversation be without covetousness. The word conversation is speaking of our walk and our talk. Your very way of living is to be without any desires for anything other than that which God has given to you. The next thing he speaks on is inappropriate words, and that is all evil speaking. Uh, anything which is, um, uh, that, that is not um, glorifying to Christ, um, you know, a person's words reveal uh, what is in their heart. Uh, your choice of words and that which you use to say to others and among others and how you respond when you are angry uh, says a lot about your relationship with God. What, what do your words in front of others uh, say? Uh, what, what do the, your words and choice of words say to others about Christ or your relationship with Christ? Um, when, when you allow your vocabulary to be filled with um, uh, anything other than Christ-honoring words, and, and by the way, it doesn't always have to be um, just straightforward um, uh, cursing, uh, but simply words that are... Uh, that are 
not at all exemplifying Christ. I used to talk with young people often about that very idea. They would use euphemisms in words that sound so much like a curse word, but yet is not. Um, and, and even in some cases, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but Christians, long, Christians who've been, have been a Christian for many years are guilty of taking the Lord's name in vain. Or in some cases, let's flip it on the opposite. Maybe they're not the one using it, but they're so used to hearing it. You know, Christian, we should never allow ourselves to be some, become so comfortable with hearing words, and especially the very name of God being used in a flippant way. Amen? The Word of God tells us uh, that as we depart from sin, it is a choice to remove wrath, to remove an inconsistent walk, to remove covetousness, and to remove inappropriate words. And that brings us to verse number two, whereas we daily depart from sin, it's a choice. I wake up today, I'm going to ask God, Lord, help me not to sin before you, but secondly, Lord, help me to dine with you. Help me to dine with you. May I depart from sin, but secondly, may I dine together with you. Uh, think about this verse, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Uh, my boy Caleb is, uh, is just getting to where he's not doing quite as much milk, uh, but when it's food time, he's, he's got enough in him to be able to just, you know, let out a big loud scream. Ah! He was just doing that earlier this afternoon. And he sits in his chair and he sees, you know, that little thing of yogurt sitting right in front of him and, and uh, I want it. You know, I don't know how to get it, but I want it. And I'm just going to, I'm going to scream until I get it. Do you remember the day that you first received Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? I, I know you've heard it said before, but do you remember that day? Bring yourself back to that day, the very, the, how excited you were, the change that God had done in your life. As, as we uh, sang just a moment ago, uh, what a wonderful change in our life had been wrought when Jesus came into our heart. You remember that day? How many of you remember that day that Christ came into your heart? You were desirous to grow. You were as a newborn babe. You know, the truth is we should always be within that stage, always desiring more. Amen? Always desiring more. It's very possible that you've been uh, attending faithfully here at church, but you're not making any progress in your Christian life. That is, you're not growing because you're not desiring the Word of God like you once used to. A sermon, it's got, if it's not done by a certain time, you're, all, you're gone. <laughs> a sermon, if it's, if it's not... Um, you know, applied in a specific manner or preached in a certain way, or uh, in some cases, uh, it's just simply not coming in through your ears, into your mind, and applying to your heart. Remember the day that you received Christ, you were ready to, keyword, respond. You were ready to respond as God would touch your heart about whatever matter it was. We're going beyond just church services here. Your Bible reading, that first day that you received Jesus Christ, Maybe you were given a Bible. How many of you were given a Bible the day you received Christ? Is anyone given a Bible? Yeah, I figured a few of you may, maybe were. Uh, maybe, um, maybe you were told to read a passage of Scripture. I know I, my first book of the Bible to try to plug through was the book of John, or book of 1 John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, our good starting Christian growth uh, books of the Bible. But I was ready to read it. And I was ready to get a pen out and to make notes upon it and... and um, uh, write, write down thoughts as much as I possibly could, even as a 13, uh, 12, 13-year-old boy, but yet I was excited and ready to receive. You know, it's unfortunate to say that for some of us as Christians, we've lost our enthusiasm. 
we're, we're not excited to get to Sunday school. In fact, we've not even prepared ourselves on Saturday night to be there. We're, we're not excited to be there for Sunday morning service. In fact, if, if we even make it on time while we're lucky, let alone actually stay awake during the service. And Sunday night service or Wednesday night service, what is that? I don't even come to church services for those evenings. This is the mentality that is developed among much of the younger generation is becoming more and more common. Do we not agree with that? Amen? Let me, let me tell you, Christians, if we are truly desiring to grow, you've got to get yourself under the Word of God. Get yourself in church. Get your, get your own Bible reading out. Start studying the Word of God personally. And, and by the way, you can't just study the Word of God alone and keep church out of it and expect yourself to get a, 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 a full amount of growth. I've had some people tell me, they say, well, I, I, watch, I, I, I watch your services online or I, I listen to lots of things on radio and I read my Bible all the time and I, I'm really getting all that I need. Well, you remember the day that you received Christ? You couldn't get enough. I mean, you were ready to get all that you could get. You were soaking it all in like a sponge. But at a certain point, if we're not careful, and this happens in the Christian life, that uh, we, we, allow, we, we, we start to get comfortable. We, we start to get into a routine. We start to figure out exactly what's working and, and what's, what, what's um, taking more time than the other. And slowly our Bible reading becomes less and less, and slowly our prayer time becomes little to none. And then next thing you know, our, the, our atten attention and faithfulness to the very house of God becomes secondary to um, other things that we would put on the front burner of our life. Do you desire to grow in your Christian life? Um, you know, um, it's, it's, it's so encouraging to see young people, especially who, having received Christ, uh, the day that they receive Christ, they're so ready to grow. Um, you don't have to ask them to sit up in the front row. They sit up in the front row because they're so ready to receive. You don't ask, have to ask them to hardly stand because as soon as they stand, they're already up and standing. You hardly have to teach them how to sing because they're so ready to sing, they know who they're singing to. And, but, but let me ask you, Christian, does, does Community Bible Church, is it, is it defined by others as a church that desires to grow? Um, unfortunately, sometimes churches only grow more physically than they're actually growing together spiritually. We should never come to the point where we stop growing. And, and beyond growth, where we stop desiring the sincere milk of the word. How much do you desire to receive from God's word? How much are you seeking to get out of God's word? If we were to go around the room, and uh, beginning over here with Brother Celine, and we would go all the way around and go all around the back of the room and ask everyone, hey, uh, what, what book of the Bible are you studying? Are you reading? And, and what, what did you get out of it uh, within the past week? Not even the past day. What did you get out of it in that past week? I wonder how many of us could honestly before God say, you know what, I, to say that I've been daily dining with Christ, I've not been. Or how many of us would have to, you know, squander to try to figure out where, where was I? Um, daily growth. This is, we're not speaking of anything other than do you hunger for the Word of God? Do you hunger for the Word of God? Um, you can't wait. You can't wait to hear from God's Word. You can't wait to get into, to, to figure out to, to find what does the next verses say? What does the next chapter say? What does God have for me today? What, what is God going to ask me to do today? Where am I, how am I going to be challenged? Uh, how am I going to step forward? Asking questions. You know, sometimes questions can be 
critical, but yet at the same time, questions, if you don't ask questions, you, you don't learn anything. Amen? And uh, I, I, can, I can at least appreciate those who ask questions. I may not always like the question, but you can always appreciate questions because questions get answers, and, and you won't know anything unless you ask questions. Let me ask you, Christian, when was the last time you simply just, you were asking, you were seeking to know? Uh, we, we live in such a world that, uh, you know, we can just type anything into Google and we hardly have to ask anything in person, uh, but we have to be careful what, what we find on the Internet. I'm speaking especially to, the, to those of you younger generation, my generation, be careful that what you read on the Internet, what you're watching on television and hearing on the radio. Um, and as we talked about this past Wednesday, the false prophets, the false teachers, uh, there, is, there is teaching that is not, um, uh, that, is, that, is, that has nothing more than doctrinal error within it. And so we must be discerners of that. But a growing Christian is, is receiving as much as they possibly can into their own heart and life. If they're not careful, they can receive that which is not healthy, that which will not help them grow. Joshua 1 verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then what? Thou shalt have what? Good success. You realize a successful life is the life that pursues the will of God, the word of God, a relationship with God. It is a life that's seeking to make progress in my Christian life. I'm seeking to grow. Um, what my wife and I have tried to do for those that, have, that come to us and they have questions, uh, we try to set up a time, and in some cases we've had Bible studies or simple, simply uh, discipleship times and spend a good hour together and just if it's a question concerning the message that was just heard or if it's a question uh, concerning something that they're reading personally or sometimes it's just simply questions in the Christian life and they need answers too. And just being able to sit down and, and um, as they've been meditating upon these things, learning how that they can apply it to their life. Christian, do we desire such growth that we, we, would, we would place yourself in whatever position possible in order to get the answer? Um, so... Daily depart from sin, daily dine with God. And number three, notice verse number three, the word of God says, If so be, ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. So uh, the, the Bible speaks of who God is and who God has been within our life, First Peter 2. Verse 5, ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. The Bible says he also has lively stones. A growing Christian is so devoted to God because of his love uh, for man and even, and, and even though we are sinners, we, we realize that God is all that we need. Um, I want you to understand that you can get busy about doing the right things, but the busier Christians don't always make better Christians. I'll say that again. The busier Christians don't always make better Christians. You can be busy doing many things, quote-unquote, for God or within the ministry, uh, but if, if you are not allowing yourself in your service towards God, and here's the third thing, to dedicate yourself, then you've missed the whole point. Because our growth in Christ continues with a daily choice, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. I'm dedicating myself before you. My life is yours. Whatever you call me to do, whatever you lead me to do, I will do it. Here are my Lord, send me. And so the Bible tells us, ye have been given all that we've been given by Christ. 
And notice what the end of verse 5 says. The Bible says, to offer up. What have we, we've been given all these things, but for what reason? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Acceptable. Uh, remember the day that you received Christ? You were, you were given sacrifices all the time. You were sacrificing your time. You were sacrificing your talents. You were sacrificing your very, uh, uh, your, your very tithe in and of itself. I mean, you were ready to give anything and everything to God. The individual who's growing in Christ says, I am so dedicated, so given to Christ, that whatever God uh, places before me, I believe that when I step into it, it's going to help me to grow. It's going to help me to grow. Um, sometimes growth doesn't always feel good. <laughs> uh, everyone keeps asking about uh, Caleb. Uh, is he teething yet? Because he drools like crazy. He's been drooling since the day he was born. He's just, it's just like a fountain. All, he's just got a soaking bib on him all the time. And uh, uh, though he's not teething yet, I know this much about teething, uh, it's, not a, it's not a good stage. It's not a fun stage. Um, they're in pain. It doesn't always feel good. Uh, growth in the Christian life uh, can sometimes be painful. It can sometimes stretch you, sometimes push you beyond your own limits. Uh, but the, here's, here's what the intent should be, that we would grow. Um, I'm not laying myself out as the, the perfect example Christian, but I knew the very reason why, as a boy from Illinois, having never really lived in the city before uh, to any extent, and then moving to Houston and working within a church three times the size of the church which I grew up in, that my purpose and intent for going there was that I would grow. And let me tell you, was I stretched? Yes, a lot. <laughs> Were there many things I'd never done? Yes. Uh, within my first week, I was driving a 15-passenger van full of teenagers. I'd never even driven a church van before full of teenagers. And I, you know, here we're driving into Houston, and I was scared to death. And um, there, there were things that God had put my hands to do that when I had said, Lord, I'm willing to go and do whatever you have for me to do, I found myself doing things that, uh, you know, I was sweating, I felt like, more than I, I, I felt like I was actually growing. But in the end, it, it really helped me to make progress in my Christian life because there were things... Even if it was an area, of, a small area of, of learning to, to, to drive teenagers within the city, yet it, it helped me to be able to minister to those young people in ways in which I would have never imagined because of the experience that God had brought me through. What I'm trying to tell you as Christian is that when you give yourself to God and you truly give to yourself to God each day, you're going to jump at opportunities that God gives you. And even the opportunities that are going to stretch you, are you growing? Are you growing? Are you daily growing in Christ? Because if you're daily growing, you're coming before God and saying, Lord, help me not to sin before you. You're saying, Lord, I, I desire to spend time with you in Bible reading, in my prayer life, in, in the Word of God, and uh, within the house of God. And then there will be a dedication of yourself. Lord, I'm, I, I am laying myself before the altar, the spiritual altar. Whatever you'd have for me to do, I'm sacrificing of myself, my things, my life, because it's not about me. Christian, do you desire the sincere milk of the Word? And if it wasn't for the Word of God and all that we're given in the Word of God, we'd have nothing else to live by, amen? Do you desire all that comes from the Word of God as much today as you did the very day that you received Christ as your Lord and Savior? Let's hurry head bowed and every eye closed. Could I pray for you?